Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. January 24th through 27th, North Carolina Baroque Orchestra will perform concerts called Splendid Music from the Time of King George III and Queen Charlotte in several locations across the Charlotte region. The program includes works by Chevalier de Saint-Georges, Handel, Mozart, Avison, and others. North Carolina Baroque Orchestra was founded in 2011 by sisters Frances Blaker, who's the artistic director and conductor, and Barbara Blaker Crumdeek, who's the executive director and a cellist in the orchestra. They perform regularly throughout the Carolinas, Virginia, Georgia, and Tennessee. And today, to talk about this next uh, group of concerts, uh, my guest is Frances Blaker, the artistic director. So, Frances, welcome back to Piedmont Arts. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about the concept for this concert, music from the time of King George III and Queen Charlotte? This all came about because we we got the opportunity to perform at the Charlotte Museum of History. And they're celebrating their 250th anniversary for, for, for their building. So what more natural to, than to think of the Queen after whom the city of Charlotte is named? I started looking into what music was going on in England at the time and also she comes from Germany, what music was going on in Germany when she would have been growing up. I did find that she was an avid musician, as was George III. She was she played the harpsichord. She brought two harpsichords with her on the ship when she came to England. And the thing that is said is that the that the seas were stormy and she calmed her nerves by playing on the harpsichord. In England at this time, there were, um, well, there was a lot of music going on, as there always was, but discovered that one of the people who was active was Johann Sebastian Bach's son, his youngest son, Johann Christian Bach, often called the London Bach. And he soon became the music master to Queen Charlotte. She knew his music. So we're going to perform one of his symphonies. symphonies. So you mentioned that this music comes from a slightly later period than what you normally do, because you are North Carolina Baroque Orchestra. And for um, folks who don't know a whole lot about music history this period that you're that the music for this concert comes from is known as the classical period which came right after the baroque period so does that present any challenges for you or were they basically using the same kind of instruments and and things uh, in the classical were, era well there were some small small changes smaller and larger changes as we got into the classical era i should say we're still using our baroque instruments but uh, the program, actually, I should say, it spans, the earliest work on it is by Corelli, the 17th century, early 18th century Italian master. And the reason I chose Corelli is that his music was performed on a concert series in London called the, the, the Concerts of Ancient Music. They were also <laughs> looking back in time. And uh, King George was a patron of those concerts. So there's a connection. And then we, we go through um, Handel. Handel died in 1759 before King George became king, but King George knew his music and in fact knew Handel and Handel remained King George's favorite composer all along. So his music was performed all throughout that time period. And then we go to composers who were born a bit later, born in the early 1700s and, and lived throughout the century, such as Charles Avison. One of the things that I'm excited about is we're going to play one of Mozart's very famous pieces, his Divertimento in D major. 
And um, this is a piece that if you're a string player, you have probably played this piece in your junior high school orchestra and many times since. When you've played these pieces all your life, you've got sort of an idea of how the piece goes. So I'm eager to play this together with all our string players and try to take a completely fresh look at it. Not the look that we have as 20th century people working on this piece in our youth, but what was it like when it was completely new? Have you done research to, to try and understand that? Yes. I myself am not a string player. So I've been reading uh, historical books about how to play stringed instruments, for example. Mozart's father, Leopold Mozart, wrote such a book. And I've also read about uh, musicians who were a little bit later, and I've tried to find descriptions of how Mozart might have played. There's a lot of information. People spend years, their whole careers, studying these people. But it's been very interesting to read those things and to start um, developing my own concept of how this piece might go. And then one of the things I find fascinating in working with an orchestra, I come with my concept, but I am inevitably inspired by the musicians themselves as they play each one. Well, and this is the case with any uh, orchestra, each one is a very good musician in their own right. When they play, things come out. So all interpretations, they are really all jointly come to. Would you say that that is generally the experience of working in a um, orchestra like in uh, North Carolina Baroque Orchestra that is, you know, I, I guess you'd call it a period instrument orchestra or, yeah. you know, an orchestra that's really focused on a certain historical interpretation. Mm -hmm. I guess this is sort of how it goes all the time. You all are working out what you think or what you have learned. We have all become fascinated by what you might call the detective story of trying to figure out what did it really sound like then? What were the instruments themselves like? So all the players in our orchestra have either original or copies, mostly copies of instruments from the 18th century. All the instruments are built following the exact measurements of instruments from that time. And, and uh, for example, the flutes, they have just one key, as was the case then. And they're made of wood, you know, so they, they sound different. Just hearing this different sound world can give you different musical ideas and, of course, a different musical experience. But also, how did they play them? How did they hold the bow for the violin? What was the bow like? It's much lighter. The width of the hair of the bow is narrower, so there's less hair and many small differences like that. So we all spend our time finding out everything we can about how they might have played then, reading these old treatises, studying with performers who have themselves spent their, their careers delving into this. Well, before we wrap it up, I just want to ask you about Patricia Ann Neely who uh -huh. will be featured uh, in at least one of the concerts, I think uh, maybe the January 25th concert at Charlotte History Museum. Um, yes, she will She will be a, a guest lecturer there. And she'll also speak at the other concerts, but perhaps uh, less. At the Charlotte History Museum, she'll also have a slideshow of paintings from the time so you actually get to see the people 
she's talking about. Patricia Ann Neely, I met her through the Amherst Early Music Festival, which is a big summer festival. She's a black viola da gamba player and, and also a violone, violone player. Violone is the, the bass, like the double bass. And she's going to be playing violone with us for this series of concerts. The, the Charlotte History Museum was very interested in the fact that she's also an expert scholar focusing on the history of, of black musicians in, in European music. That history is, is not well known. There were black musicians in the time, but they haven't been talked about much in the past. Although most recently, the composer we're going to feature in one of our pieces, um, uh, Joseph Bologna, Chevalier de Saint George, was the subject of a movie. So, right. a, a, you know, a feature film. So you can watch that. So she she's going to tell about these people. This is, I think, again, fascinating. She's uncovering these histories. I've had much interest talking with her over recent years about these people. Who were they? How did they come to be playing music? So she'll be helping us to understand something that it's high time we knew about. Yes. Francis, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us about these concerts that are coming to the area. Again, I've been speaking with Frances Blaker, who's the artistic director and conductor of North Carolina Baroque Orchestra. The concerts are coming up January 24th through 27th, and they are splendid music from the time of King George III and Queen Charlotte. Actually, there's an open rehearsal on January 24th at 3 o'clock at Davidson College Presbyterian Church. Concerts January 25th at 6 o'clock at Charlotte Museum of History, uh, January 26th at 7 o'clock at Matthews Presbyterian Church, and January 27th at 7 o'clock at Davidson College Presbyterian Church. Lots of opportunities for folks uh, to I hear this like music. I would like to add one more opportunity, which is the 28th Sunday Ooh. at 4 o'clock in Fayetteville at Haymount United Methodist Church in okay. Fayetteville. Lots of music, lots of opportunities. So thanks again, Francis, for joining us for this episode. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.